0: Let your mind become a lens. Thanks to the converging rays of attention, let your soul be all intent on whatever it is that is established in your mind as a dominant, wholly absorbing idea. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Awkward Adult. Today I want to talk to you guys about a skill that can prove really helpful for knowledge workers. And what I mean by knowledge worker is people whose work depends on creating and innovating and involves a lot of learning. For instance, content creator, a researcher, an IT worker. When I was a kid, I remember studying for hours straight without getting distracted. Contrasted against now when my attention span has reduced to the point where I can't sit without checking my mobile for like every 10 minutes. And I'm not even kidding. If I am engaged in a work like reading a book or working in office, the maximum time I can stay without checking my phone screen is 15 minutes. I'm really stressed out uh, because of this habit of mine of not having um, long attention span and not being able to focus uh, in any work for more than 15 minutes. So I tried to jot down what changed between the time I was a kid and now and realized that back as a kid, I didn't have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit or other account. I had no mobile phone. TV shows that I wanted to watch were scheduled, which serves, served as a motivation to concentrate harder at to the work at hand and focus with all attention. I was liable to my parents and teachers for studies. The drive that I wanted to achieve something great and being the best student in the class uh, would really help me to focus even better. And now, no one will know if I am being productive or not, so I slack. It is very difficult to stay focused for a very long time in this world where every turn of the road demands your fragmented attention. The internet demands our attention and its algorithm are doing such a good work Of keeping us glued to the screen of our mobile phone and our laptop. As I have already given you numerous reasons why a person would be most successful and happy in their life when he is so good in his skill that no one can ignore him. And deep work is one such skill, which if you inculcate in your life, it will help you stand apart in the crowd. So uh, basically, work you do in your day-to-day life can be divided into two categories according to the quality of result that comes out of it. The first one is called Deep Work which is as defined by Cal Newport in his book Deep Work. Uh, deep work is a professional activity performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that pushes your cognitive capabilities to their limit. This efforts create new values, improve your skill and are hard to replicate. The second type of work yes, you guessed it, is called shallow work, are non-cognitively demanding logistically styled tasks often performed while distracted. This effort tends to not create much new values in the world and are easy to replicate. In an age of network tools, in other words, knowledge workers increasingly replace deep work with the shallow alternative constantly sending and receiving email messages like human network router, which frequent breaks for quick hits of distraction now before we dive deeper into this top into this topic i would like to put some point out in the clear deep work is not for everyone it might not be what your profession demands like for example if you are a ceo or you hold some big managerial position your productivity and most of your work depends on being on the surface like talking to clients or and people or like constant social media presence. So, who is it for them? Knowledge workers whose work and success depends on being creative, people who want to uh, see a work beyond it just being a task and people who are trying to employ their full potential. There are many ways to discover that you are not valuable in our economy. It is not uncommon in IT companies or otherwise to have layoffs, which happens for cost-cutting and when they find some positions redundant. If you are a manager and you are asked to lay some people off, who would you consider for it? Obviously, people who are either underperforming are slow in creativity or people whose work have become redundant. To remain valuable in our economy, therefore, you must master the art of quickly learning complicated things. This task requires deep work. If you don't cultivate this ability, you are likely to fall behind as technology advances. So, as I told you uh, one episode previously, I had positive feedbacks for from my manager recently and since he was happy with my work, he mentored me on how to proceed further. He asked me to get myself up to date with the latest technology since now I have considerable domain knowledge and... I would be an important resource if I know how to implement the technologies too. So now my whole success rate depends on how fast I learn them and come up with creative solutions to the scenarios in our company. The second reason that deep work is valuable is because the impacts of the digital network revolution cut both ways. If you create something useful, its reachable audience, example, employers or customers is essentially limitless, which greatly magnifies your reward. However, on the other hand, what you produce is uh, mediocre, then it's too easy for your audience to find a better alternative online. To produce things that you are absolute best, that are your absolute best and that you are capable of producing, you need depth this brings us to define deep work hypothesis which is the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare at the uh, exactly the same time it is becoming increasingly valuable in our company as a consequence the few who cultivate these activities and then make it the core of their working life will thrive the rise of digital technology is transforming our label labor market in unexpected ways. Our technologies are racing ahead, but many of our skills and organizations are lagging behind, which predicts a bad news. As intelligent machines improve and the gap between machines and human abilities shrinks, employers are obviously becoming more likely to hire new machines instead of new people. Improvement in communication and collaboration technologies are making remote work easier than before, motivating companies to outsource key roles to starts, leaving behind the local talent pool underemployed. Brian Jolfson and McAfee emphasized in Racing Against the Machine that though an increasing number of people will lose in this new economy as their skills become automated or easily outsourced, there are people who will not only survive but will thrive, become more valuable they proceed to identify three specific groups that will actually thrive in this economy. And uh, they are, the first one are the highly skilled workers. These are the people with auricular abilities to work with and tease valuable results out of increasingly complex machines and they will thrive. That is, the key question is, are you good at working with intelligent machines? The second one is the superstars. Talent is not a commodity you can buy in bulk and combine to reach the needed levels. There's a premier to being the best. So, in a marketplace where everyone's value is Q, consumer will choose the very best, that is people who are best at what they do. The third one is the owners. These are people who have money and can buy. These are the people with capital to invest in the new technologies. As digital mar- digital technology reduces the need for labor in many industries, the proportion of rewards returned to those who own the intelligent machine is growing. So, to become a winner in this new economy, we have to belong to any of the three categories. If you have a lot of money and can belong to the owner group, you might just skip what's to come now. But in case you are not, here are two ways to belong to the first two groups. The two core abilities to thrive in a new economy are the ability to quickly master hard things and the second one is the ability to produce at an elite level in terms of both quality and speed. Here I would like to talk again about deliberate practices that I discussed in episode 2 of season 1 but I have to stop here for today because the coming discussion is really important to understand neurologically how deep work and deliberate practices work. Thanks guys for keeping listening to my podcast and my episodes. I'm really grateful to you for listening to me, whether you are a continuous listener or an occasional dropper or if this is your first episode. Please keep sharing it if it has helped you and you think that it will help someone else too. If you share it, this T-Rex predicts that all good things will happen to you. Rawr. And also I would like to say happy Children's Day to all the new adults out there. I know it really hurts when it's Children's Day and... You have just become an adult and no one says happy children's day to you. But this is for the child inside you and I know you have it just so this is for you guys. Happy children's day and stay a child always. So I'll stop here and that's a wrap. Have a nice week ahead. Bye bye. Bye,